Welcome to What's the Crack podcast, episode six, the final one of 2023, uh, with myself, Maggie May. With me, Scott. And myself, Rob. Oh, God, <laughs> it's like the, the higher is up here and then it goes, Rob. Rob. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this evening, for our final episode of this series and of the year, we are joined by our CEO and founder, Tris, Tristan. I've got other names for him as well, but uh, we'll, we'll stick to the official official names. <laughs> ah, very funny. Good evening. Yeah, no. So welcome, welcome, welcome to welcome, a, welcome. Yeah, welcome to our yeah. little podcast. <laughs> you feel like you're infiltrating something that you've not had anything to do with. I actually, I actually feel quite scared to be here. So be gentle with oh, me, I? guys. <laughs> oh please. Oh, we don't bite much. Yeah, unless we're asked to, and then we, yeah. you know, like. So anyway, it is the end. It's like, what is it? Five days till Christmas. This is our yeah. final episode of 2023. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, we've got a bit of a theme for tonight. So we're, we're going to review the year. We're going to review some of the podcasts as well. But first of all, how is everybody? Because it feels like an age since we've all been together, especially the four of us as well, actually. Yeah. Um, it has been quite a while. So how are we all? Maggie, how are you, first of all? Good, it's been busy. I've been really up to loads of things since the last podcast. Um been traveling around Ireland and um preparing for going to Canada in April. So that's been taking up most of my time. So yeah, it's been good. Good. So you're keeping busy then. Yeah. Good. Rob, what about you? Um, are you back in Ireland yet or no, not yet. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um God, you're cutting that a bit fine, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have driving home for christmas um laying on my headphones the whole way home this this weekend it'll be fun um, but <laughs> not much has changed really since last time we were talking um still in croatia still studying away um mm-hmm. have my exams and pre- presentations and stuff finished for before christmas a few after so okay. coming back out for a couple of weeks after christmas Cool. Um, come back out the seventh. So. All right. So you're here for a few weeks. Then. Oh, yeah, good. I'll be I'll be home for just over two Christmas. weeks. Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas and New Year's. I've been I've been looking forward to it though. It'll be the first uh, Christmas in a few years where I haven't been working in the pub. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I'll I'll get to kind of I don't know. Be, be the other side of the counter. Well, that'll be a partnership <laughs> Rob hasn't divulged as he's been doing a little job on the side for me he's been going around railway stations and taking pictures in Croatia and sending yeah, them really to that one was actually in Slovenia a few weeks ago mm, yeah oh yeah. oh so we're not just sticking to Croatia we're, we're, we're seeing some of the other countries around as well. yeah I got to Slovenia a couple of weeks ago Lake Bled in the capital Ljubljana and uh, a good few weeks ago uh, when my girlfriend was over, we got to go to Bosnia. Bosnia, oh, wow. Slovenia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that was nice. Yeah, I've got a bit of a tour done. So you'll understand the Eurovision when it's on next time because you've been to all these countries. <laughs> yeah, no, I... <laughs> I knew he was going to say that. That <laughs> uh, makes our travels look a bit boring, actually. You know, Well, for the last couple of weeks, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Um, cool and uh, Tris I mean this is your first time on this podcast you have been on other podcasts so so you don't have to be you know thinking that we're going to treat you any differently so yeah no I've been um, 
working quite hard in terms of splitting myself in two with FASD Island and the Hidden Disability Sunflower. Um, it's been pretty full on in the run up to Christmas. Um, and um, things are going well. So, yeah. Mm, cool. Lovely. Mm. Well, I'm fine. Thanks, thanks, thanks all for asking. I'm fine. Yeah. Have you been that? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, yes all good all is good in the hood and um yeah i've had even more cuddles with the granddaughter this week so um i'm very happy um i saw her yesterday and i saw her on when do we see her thursday friday yeah friday i think it was yeah so um that makes life worthwhile when you've got a little baby in your arms and she's actually looking at you now and she's smiling and she's you know doing all the bits that babies do when they start to be aware of their surroundings so yeah it's quite cool and her first word when i held her was granddad so that's really upset everybody so i'm delighted and obviously <laughs> she's 10 weeks old so she's not said granddad yeah, she's no, not said any words yeah, yeah. i heard granddad i heard someone's granddad. just some yeah you heard what you wanted to hear so yeah. there you go yeah absolutely cool well let's let's move on because um you know obviously um it's Christmas. People um, might listen to this over um, the Christmas period, and hopefully they do. Um, but I guess, um, I know I was, so I, I did send a little thing around everybody just to say, you know, that we'd review the podcast because this is our sixth episode. Um, I think that it's, um, I, I think when I first saw about doing this podcast, I wanted to do the first series to see what it would be like for us to do it with an alternate theme, because obviously I'm used to doing another podcast. And What's been, I think what's been interesting about this one is, is finding guests in the country who have the knowledge or the experience or, you know, whatever you want to look at it with, with FASD. Um, and I think there's, there's a lot of learning from this series, I have to be honest, and in terms of um, it being a different, it's different material to what I'd be used to trying to find guests and stuff like that. So I think, um, you know, what, what's what's people's thoughts on the podcast that we've, you know, the six that we've done or the five that we've done, should you say, and have you got a favourite or, you know, is is there one that you, that stands out for you or Rob, come to you first, put you on the spot. Great. <laughs> uh, can I say this one though? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Rob's not listened to any of them, obviously. Yeah. Why? Why? I, I really don't like listening to them because they, they sound my own voice. I don't like the I don't like the sound of my own voice. That's why. Yeah. Uh, okay, so serious too. If I'm, let's say, let's say, if I'm to uh, compare them to, let's say, other podcasts or like your other one that you have, Scott. They're probably mm. um they're they're it's our one is fairly chilled and relaxed and it's a lot it's a lot of just conversational stuff. Mm. Um and like what you said about kind of nearly not so much struggling, but having a I suppose a lack of um people in Ireland to talk about this subject. And mm. it means that that, that kind of is the route it goes down rather than being so factual and so like um the adoption and fostering podcast, uh, I, I think you do you do have a lot of facts and you know there's a lot mm. of discussions around recent papers and articles and stuff that comes out and that's not really the case now when it is just kind of people opening up about yeah 
our our experiences with it in Ireland and yeah and i th- i think i think you're right on that and i think that i don't think there's anything wrong with that i think it's no. it's a good starting point you know yeah, it's, it's a series one um, yeah it's a different approach but it, i i don't know i i think so far it's it's kind of worked for us mm, yeah what are you thinking maggie uh i have to, i think my favorite episode i did was with jacob and i guess i'm biased but i think <laughs> I was going to say sound biased, but I also think it was like the most fun one to listen to where you really just got to experience what FASD looks like and sounds like. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that, you know, we went all over the place, but for me it and Jake... Small right? corners that day. Bloody rugby, rugby. I mean, oh. But it was just rugby. And, but it was also, it's like, this is what it's like for us. So anyone listening really got, mm. they really firsthand listened to actually what it's like. Um, yeah. And also, I think what Rob said, I think what makes this podcast different, and I think I always knew we'd struggle with trying to get guests from Ireland because people still don't know about it. But what I think makes this podcast really special is I've listened to other podcasts where you know they really, oh God, hammer at home, so to speak, with the facts, the statistics, the information, and it's you zone out. You're just like, oh mm. God. Whereas on this one, it's a... You could just, you might never have heard of FAC before. You can just listen to it. And we're not putting anything statistics. We're having information, but it's done in a just really, you know, you could listen to this podcast with kids in the car. Yeah. And they're immediately going to jump and be like, oh, I have FASD. It's a, okay. It just gets the mm. mind thinking and more, it just gets you familiar with the concept and the, you know, the what to look out for. But it's done in a way that, you know, you don't feel like it's being, bashed over your head with yeah and I think yeah. that this one really special and that's why I love doing that yeah well, I think it's it has been very varied when I think about it because if you think back we did do a little you and I and Maggie we spoke about the um the research that Katie Tobin did but we didn't like focus in on it for a full episode we just covered yeah. the highlights of it rather than going into any great depth about it and I think that was reflective of the the report as well because whilst there was great content in there there wasn't like a lot of content if that makes sense because actually it was it was a very small sample size um that that had been um surveyed so um and and i I, yeah i mean i'd agree with everything that that you both said i think my favorite podcast so i have to be honest was frank um because i think Mm. um this uh, well his story and his son's story obviously um you know i think that that is it's an extreme part of um, FASD in, in a lot of ways, let's be honest, and it doesn't happen to every family, but I think that this is, you know, that is the one that actually the politicians and, and people who can make decisions actually should be listening to, as well as the lived experience side. And I've, I was very clear when we started this podcast that we were going to try and focus in on the lived experience as much as we could. And I think that we've done that for the majority of it. I do, you know, yes, we we, um, uh, we interviewed Violet Ann and, um, you know, we... Um, just trying to think off the top of my head I can't remember we interviewed somebody else as well but actually I think the majority of it has been the lived experience and I think that that's a key part of it for for us to be able to influence these people that can make decisions because these are people's stories they're not that's not me telling a story on someone's behalf that's them actually physically or verbally telling a story so you know I think that um that episode in itself actually that was the one that really stuck with me 
Trace, you've listened to them all because you obviously have to listen to them before we're allowed to <laughs> before we're allowed to release them. So proof, proof um, listening. Yeah, yeah. proof listening. Yeah, I suppose um, in the thought process around starting the podcast, I wanted them to be different. I wanted not to be banging the drum about statistics that are out of date the usual lines of rubbish that we have to listen to in other presentations about FASD in this country that just gloss over what really is going on. I wanted it to really get under the fingernails of the lived experience. And so when, when we talk about Maggie, we talk about Jacob, um, Frank sharing uh, what life is like. That's really hard to come by in Ireland today um, because there's such stigma and uh, to a certain extent it's brushed under the carpet. And I think what we've been able to achieve through the podcast is to start lifting the lid on that. And what was interesting after Frank's uh, podcast particularly was the numbers of calls to the hub leapt. Um, and yeah. That I suppose that we were a little bit unguarded. We were a little bit not ready for that. And we were contacted by people who you wouldn't typically think would fit that demographic. And I think that really shocked us is that yeah. um, we're starting to reach out and connect to people who have lived with FASD for a long, long time. They found uh, a way to survive. Uh, a way to live independently but life is challenging and tough and they've not had people to talk to and all of a sudden by the conversations that you guys have been having on podcast you've opened the door but you've given them confidence to come forward and pick up the phone and talk to the hub and that has been probably the most amazing um outcome from the podcast um of course you guys know that i do a lot of work in political circles because that's how we further the cause essentially and so what was quite remarkable was um, having Ireland's only true independent TD come in and talk to us um, and when I say true independent I mean Violet Ann isn't affiliated to any independent group so she is um, truly independent in that sense um, and so isn't whipped into having to tow a party line, essentially, so can talk from the, the heart about how, how she feels. Um, and for me, that was an eye opener. And, you know, I think that having a politician talk openly, frankly, honestly, is a rare thing these days. And I think you guys did a, a remarkable task in um raising some of the questions but also in getting some of the answers and, and getting them on account and it's important and you know going forward i would hope that we will um, be inviting um more politicians and i don't want to make this political but i think no. it's a very great forum uh to get people's true uh feelings uh people in the corridors of power perhaps as well mm. but um certainly uh again going back to that lived experience frank's was heart-wrenching in in places um and you know it, it made me stop and think about i suppose in 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 sense of my own two children how lucky uh i've been that that we haven't followed in those footsteps at this moment in time. Um, mm. And that's quite a relief. Um, and, you know, I'm sure for people listening, 
that that will have um, pricked up their ears, but probably made the hairs on the back of the neck stand up as well. And, you know, um, again, when Jacob spoke, when Maggie has spoken uh, about their own experiences, that really connects with people. And I think that's really valuable. Yeah, I'd agree with that, actually. Yeah. And I'd forgotten I'd forgotten about that interview with Valan, but yeah, go on. Go on, Rob. Jump oh, in, mate, just, jump in. I was, yeah, I was just going to say, too, yeah, when, like when we started, we kind of had that conversation at the start, like six months ago, that we were going to try to keep the conversation and it wasn't going to be a lecture and stuff. And mm. I suppose the, I didn't, I didn't realise about the, um, the influx and hub calls after the podcast with Frank went out, but it is mm. interesting to see like just a kind of a normal conversation, a little bit of a, it can just open the can a little bit and it can just kind of, yeah. the rest does, does, does the work for it really, doesn't it? We yeah. have to, we have to be really honest here and we have to say, you know, if we open the can big and wide, Ireland's not ready. We are not yeah. ready as a country <laughs> for the, tens of thousands of people suddenly to come forward and say i identify as somebody living with fasd we, we're just not in that place and so it's it makes sense at the moment to connect with people on a trickle basis so that people can come forward and we have the time to spend with those people um and helping them um, and yes, you know, the, the long-term plan for ourselves is to, is to upscale and grow bigger and be able to provide that support to, to, to the many people that are living in Ireland with FASD. But right now, you know, Rob, perfect metaphor, you said, you know, you opened the can a little bit. That's exactly what this podcast uh, is doing. And I hope we'll continue to do. We have to start opening those doors. We have to start giving people the scaffolding to feel that it's safe to come forward. Yeah. Mm. yeah, and I mean, there's there are other podcasts all around the world on FASD as well. I think that you know what I like about this one is the fact that um, it's specific and it is the only one that is in Ireland that has that lived experienced element to it. There have been you know over the, over the last year we've had some podcasts come out on. Um, you know, from various organizations, well, I say various from one or two organizations because there's not very, it's not various organizations doing this in, in Ireland. Um, but for me, the lived experience side is, is the key part to it because actually, yes, we can say how it happens, we know how it happens, we know the pre preventative measures that people can take to, you know, f for their child not to have FSD and all that sort of stuff. But I just think that, you know, that that lived experience part is so real and <clears throat> it's also kind of, um, contribute to some of the workshops that we've done as well this year um, and I think that's a really important thing so as an example the last um, uh, FSD in the classroom we had um, we were at, well we're at maximum we can we, we can have up to 25 people on each of those training courses and we had I think we had 25 and five on the waiting list for the last one that we did which is amazing because we've been doing them for a year and some of them have been like three or four and then some of them have been seven and because it's free some people have just got like registered and then not bothered turning up and all this sort of stuff mm. um but also the nvr training was a really that was a big one for us to put on um now obviously we've used um an nvr practitioner um who you know well who's also on, on our um board of um on our, on our advisory board um 
to kind of minimize the risk um, involved with putting something on like that. But what was interesting when we were doing the NVR thing was that, that people actually do listen to podcasts in this country. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying that I didn't think Irish people didn't listen to podcasts, but I just didn't realize how many people actually do listen to podcasts. And they just, you know, they, they scroll, they find something that they like, and then they just kind of keep on listening. But I've, I was going to ask you, Maggie, because obviously when we first started doing this, you were quite excited about doing about being a host on a podcast because you live with FASD. So how do you think it's gone for you? Because obviously we couldn't all be involved in every single like part of the you know the podcast episodes and stuff like that. But how do you think it's gone for you as someone living with FASD, you know, host co-hosting a podcast? I think for me it's been really nice because I've been able to ask questions that I know other people with lived FASD mm. or lived experience want answered. So to be yeah. able to put that across and be like, actually, no, I want to know this, or why why is there not more research being done in this field, or actually what changes are going to be made? And I think also because I'm an adult, you know, a lot of supports end once you become 18. And I suppose that's sort of my huge passion is of just because you have FASD, it doesn't disappear when you're 18. So why do you have to no. use full support <laughs> that has been scaffolding us? So it's uh, that's where I'm very passionate of uh, don't forget about adults because yeah. we probably have more struggles as adults than we do with kids when we're kids. Mm. Um, and it's just been really nice to be on this side of the um, interview, I suppose. Where <laughs> Yeah, because you're used to being the interviewee rather than oh, the yeah. interviewer. Mm. Um, and I guess that is one a question for from me actually to both of you is about that side of it how do you feel that that's gone for you just what's your reflections on it? i'm not asking you to go into any great detail because i'm i've been doing podcasts for seven years so coming into this it was no different um it was just a subject matter it was a little bit different if that makes sense um what how have you felt about being host rob on something that's actually you know new and well i mean this time last year you knew nothing about fasd no literally nothing <laughs> All of it. That's actually mad to think. Oh, look at him now. Think. Yeah, he's um, going to take over the world when he's finished yeah. his degree or whatever else he's president. doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all know how many votes he needs. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, Rob. Um, no, when you said it to me first, like a few months ago, I, I was a bit iffy. I was kind of like, because I never really done anything like this before you know even just something as simple as in interviewing somebody you hadn't met before i mm. would never have done something like that so yeah. well i realized i would have to get out of my comfort zone a little bit which i was okay with because you know you have to do that in yeah. life um and i was excited to kind of keep in touch with you guys too it was a good way you know once a month we were having this conversation and stuff yeah so i thought it was really worth it um I, I think it's I think it's gone well. Um I don't know. I wouldn't say I overperformed and shocked myself and <laughs> think that I'm going well, to become like a yeah, annual, interviewer or something, but yeah, we'll uh, see what it says on your annual review <laughs> the end yeah. of the season. <laughs> um, oh dear. It's been good. Enjoy uh, enjoyable is the word I'd use, to be honest. It's mm. been enjoyable. Um, and yeah. I enjoyed it doing something new. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Know what? How else I'd like really reflect on it? 
in relation to like the you've you have the 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 other the other podcast with Alan in this one. How have you mm. found like transitioning between the two? Do you find do you use different kind of I don't know is techniques the right word or not? But I think what is different you have to with this be one in a different mindset or something. No, see, I think the mindset's the same when you're recording. Um, I think the the difference with this one is, um, so obviously because we're part of FASD Ireland, so as an organisation, the podcast is reflective of FASD Ireland as well as us as hosts, um, as well as trying to, you know, be um, representative of some of the community who, you know, would want us to represent them. So not the editing, because actually we've, We've edited very little in this podcast, apart from one mistake that I made when I um, introduced one of the podcasts and I used the wrong um, episode number. So that had to be taken out. But actually, we've not edited very much out of it. But what I, what I have had to get used to is actually somebody else listening to the podcast before it is released. Because the other podcast that I do... It's recorded. We don't edit it unless a guest asks us to take a bit out, which, you know, fair do is we are, we're always very clear about that. If there's something that they say that there's like, we don't know if I should have said that, we'll edit it out. But apart from that, it just goes out as it is. And sometimes we'll do a full episode in one um, fair whack, like what we're doing tonight. Um, but sometimes we'll do it a different way where um, we'll record an interview and then we'll do what we call a top and a tail. So we'll do an, an intro and then an outro on it kind of thing. Um, so for this one, it's been, there's been a whole mix in there actually, which like tonight, Maggie, mm. you, um, you did the intro this today. Um, <clears throat> but some days we've recorded the intro separately. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it just depends on what works. And I think that um, what I've learned as well is that on the other podcast, definitely, I am a co-host, but it feels if it feels more led by Al. Um, whereas on this one, I feel that it's more led by me. But I think that comes down to my experience with podcasting, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, definitely, I think that the having 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 to send it to somebody to listen to first. <laughs> Some, especially somebody when, somebody yes especially when it's Tris <laughs> it's quite like because I'm like well there's nothing wrong with it like you know I know we've been the perfect po- podcast and you know why would you need to listen to it but actually it's really it is really good to get a, a second um a second opinion um and also I think that it's good because actually um I'm not saying that Tris wouldn't listen to it if it was just to go out I think he probably would because obviously it's from FASD Ireland FASD Ireland but I think it's just good that he listens to it in that detail and picks up on anything that you know maybe maybe i guess they said something and it sparks an idea off in his head or you know maybe they've used a, an example of something that actually somebody else has said and he's like okay this is clearly a thing so i think it's good in that way as well but yeah it has it has been readjusting but i think in terms of how the podcast has gone i think it's very very much the same we have a bit of banter we all get on um we're 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 talking about serious subjects, but actually we're also showing people that life can go on. It's not quite as bad as people might think or what they might have been told by, mm. you know, others who work in the field who have no lived experience of it. You know, um, you know, Maggie, you're living proof of that. Um, Jacob is living proof of that. Um, you know, it's, it, I mean, you know, 
it that for me is is kind of what the difference is between the other podcast and, and this one. So yeah. Mm. I can't remember what that question was about though, but there you go. I've answered it. So but seeing yeah. as it was our seeing as it was our um it's our final podcast of this series. Um and it is but if it's your light maybe are, were we going to reflect a bit on what's happened this year? We I think we should. That? I think we should look at all what we what we yeah. did, and especially in the first half of this year, we did millions of things. Lot. Yeah, a lot. Like, if you if you think twelve months ago, I had no idea what FSD is. <laughs> to yeah. now, it's, it's for mad. president. And just as I was, I was having a think about like, like things things that we've done throughout the year we're like there has been some shift even from january to like yeah. summer there was a lot of things that went on there yeah. um i know chris did you want to kind of talk about one word i'd use is kind of stepping stones if we relate mm. back to the can like they're all like little kind of stepping stones to i don't know if 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 normalizing is the right word but kind of raising awareness i suppose of fsd I think that um, we had some significant events through the year. The first uh, real major event in the diary was the presentation that myself and Maggie gave in the AV room at uh, Leinster House. That was just um, that was a amazing. real amazing opportunity. And um, it was well supported. And the people who we needed to be there were there. And we got a lot of um praise for the way in which yeah. we presented uh to those people um very soon after that indeed um myself and rob went into uh, limerick and we worked with the midwestern drug and alcohol forum and um i opened the um event in uh, limerick uh, with a a, a well, they asked me to speak for 15 minutes, but I think I managed to squeeze 17 minutes out of them. But um, mm. it was very well received. And, um, you know, um, across the Midwest, everybody who is key uh, in, in an agency or another was present on the day. And that was a, a spectacular event again for us. So we kind of um, went into the summer uh really on the crest of that wave and on those two events and it was pretty spectacular um we also um uh attended an event um with the royal college of surgeons ireland uh, and the variety the children's charity in ireland and made excellent contact with both of those organizations and maggie and, and rob were with me on 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 that event also um and well, i forgot about that one yeah minister mm. Anne rabbit was was also there and and um highly praised us from the podium to everybody who attended um and none of us none, none of the three of us were expecting uh to be picked out uh in the minister's speech and i think we were delighted we we came away really thrilled that um uh you know the minister uh, said uh matter of factly that we are a center of excellence in uh, in ennis um which which was again a um, a real credit to the the the, the entire team uh, for the work that we are delivering. Um, the summer was <clears throat> mostly taken up with work that we do with um, the partnership with the Hidden Disability Sunflower. We had um, 
a few launches to do and 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 all the team went up to the cliffs of moa for a very blustery day um <laughs> and um we were again very pleased to to be joined by a number of senators tds um and um, ministers and um you know Whilst that work is for the Hidden Disability Sunflower, we never miss the opportunity to talk about our work mm. with FASD Ireland. So, yeah. um, you know, uh, again, it's very much about getting FASD into that conversation at every opportunity. Mm. Um, and so that that really took us then on to the autumn. Um, and, um, I mean, just to bring you up to speed, really, in the last few weeks, um, I've been working with Tuzla, mm. Um, delivering training to um, so far 45 social workers out of 3,000. So we've got a little bit of a way to go, but, you know, it's a start. Um, we have covered um, Monaghan and Cavan, um, and, um, you know, we hope to to continue that work. Um, and that's been excellent work. In fact, somebody came up to me at the end of one of those um, workshops and said, I listened to your podcast and I think it's fantastic. So that always gives me a bit of a buzz when when people do um, come up to, to speak and, and talk about it. Um, and, you know, um, another social worker said uh, this this presentation should be uh, mandatory for every social worker uh, during their training. So big votes of confidence um there was a, a a little bit of a twist in my my work with um the sunflower as well was that i was invited to um go and present the hidden disability sunflower to diageo in um dublin <laughs> so i had a little bit of a conflict moment because um you know i'd really like diageo to put the uh the um warning about uh um uh, prenatal alcohol exposure on the front of their tins and everything that they produce not on the back um and i thought well okay i'm 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 going to go do this because it's part of my sunflower role to go in and train 200 of their employees about the hidden disability sunflower um part of my presentation does talk about um non-visible disabilities and one of those that i talk about um not a great length, but I, I always make sure it's mentioned is FASD. Of course. What, what knocked me off my feet was that they wanted to talk about FASD at great length. And so I entertained the questions. And for the first time, the alcohol industry were listening to somebody talking about fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. Now, you guys have worked with me for a while and my belief is if you're part of the problem, you're part of the solution. And I think that the alcohol industry in Ireland is part of the problem. And we were able to engage with them at a very high level to talk about uh, the risks of prenatal alcohol exposure. So for me, that's a little win. Um, can yeah. I just say, though, no money changed hands. We didn't receive any money from Diageo for the work that we did. That gets paid directly to the Hidden Disability Sunflower. Um, it does not come to us. But um, mm. it was an absolute win for us to be able to answer their questions. So that was a great uh, day. And, and I suppose that really brings us up to where we are today. And um, we have alluded to um, um, announcements. And all I can really say at this point in time is that um, we were very excited after the budget. We've met with um, Minister Anne Rabbit uh, subsequently. 
Um, and um, the minister is very good in giving subliminal messages and coming across and squeezing my arm and saying, everything okay, um, you know, I'm looking after you. Um, so we hope that in February we're in a position to make a very positive uh, announcement about the future of our organisation um, and how we go forward. Um, I will just uh, add to that that I have six uh job specs written ready to go live uh for advertising so that gives you an indication of where we are likely to be in the next three months but i can't mm. say any more than that that's your snippet mm. on this podcast yeah i think you've just said um, just enough yeah. there so let's leave that where it lies <laughs> rob's gone oh i need to come back to ireland i need to come hey. back to ireland <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and and I forgot to say, of course, there was a, a very, very important meeting um, that I have forgotten to mention. And that was that um, Bernard Gloucester, who's the um, CEO of the HSE, asked to meet with me um, to talk about our organisation, what we can do, um, what we want to do. So our plans for the future. Um, and um, in his own words, he said, um, you know, um, when I heard somebody was looking to, to work in the field of FASD. Uh, he said, with my background in Tuzla, I was amazed, he said, and shocked, he said, and delighted yeah. all at once that somebody actually is going to to do this, he said, and now I've met you, I'm very confident that we can work together. Um, and Maggie was sitting behind my computer and listening to the whole conversation. We could just, we were beaming at each other. Um, because uh, Bernard Gloucester was so engaged um, in terms of wanting to support an organisation that will, well, that exists to provide those supports to people living with FASD. So that was a real good uh, meeting. It came out of the blue, um, but, you know, um, there are people working behind the scenes that work very closely with us in Leinster House, um, who organised that meeting to take place and we're, 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 we will be forever grateful to them for their help in doing that. For sure, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, brilliant. What a, what a, what a, what a year. Yeah. Well, when, when you think about it, I mean, like we've, like FSD Ireland has been going for two years. Obviously, there's been other things happening before that. But in terms of a national organisation, two years, two and a bit years. Yeah, two, and a, two years, two months now, isn't it? Two years, yeah. three months, maybe. And to be able to stand up in an AV room at Leinster House, to be able to meet with Minister Alan Rabbit, like ad hoc as well as organised as well, because sometimes she just she just she just appears out of nowhere. She's like um, Nadia Popov on um, Rent a Ghost. You two are probably way too young to know what that is, but me interested in what it is. Um, basically, a ghost that popped up whenever you didn't expect it to pop up. That sort of thing. Um, so, and I think those opportunities actually, I, I think that's reflective of the four of us as well, because the four of us have engaged really well in our own ways with these people. Um, yeah. And you know, whether it's, I think, and I, I think about you know our relationship with Variety, the Children's Charity of Ireland. You know, that started as a result of um, the FASD conversation. They've also gone on to join the Sunflower and become um, a kind of a, a charity partner with the Sunflower. But they're also very supportive of FASD. So I think, you know, it's, it's you know, at the moment, the Sunflower is is, is what kind of um, keeps FASD Ireland going financially. Um, and I think that but that's reflective of how how much it just goes 
hand in glove together. And we've all had that in, that kind of um, involvement in the sunflower as well, whether it's been speaking about it, whether it's, you know, somebody saying to us, well, what is the sunflower? And we're able to tell them what the sunflower is off pat, you know? And I think that's really important that we're able to do that because when we're talking about the sunflower, we're trying to make people realise actually, you know, there is more going on around the world globally in terms of disabilities like FASD, you know, because actually if I met Maggie in the street, I wouldn't say, oh yeah, she's got FASD. Mm. If I met Jacob in the street, I wouldn't say he's got yeah. FASD, you know, and I think that is, that's a really important part of what our organisation does and what the four of us have done this year is we've really, you know, we've, we've really, you know, and I'm just thinking there like Maggie and Tris, you guys have, were this year webinars <laughs> and workshops mm. online you know, FASD yeah. in the classroom, introduction to FASD, and then you did the webinars for the Sunflower as well, um, like training organisations on how to well, recognise Maggie, the Sunflower. Maggie like single-handedly trained the island of Jersey in yes. the Hidden Disability Sunflower <laughs> exactly. over six sessions. And I mean... <laughs> and yeah, some of them didn't go to know. plan, did they, Maggie? Oh, gosh, no. no. Technology was your biggest um, enemy, that wasn't it, Maggie? Enemy. We're not friends, but uh, I guess that's like... <laughs> One of my claims to fame was being part of the hidden disability. But yeah, I uh, I trained Jersey, so go me. Yeah, yeah, and and we are being serious. It was a, it was all the retailers, all the businesses. So you know, um, guest houses, hotels, you know, banks, Santander Bank. They yep. were a part of it. Um, the government of Jersey, they were involved in it as well. We're we're not we're not minimizing that. That you did that. As a as a result of you know, but we did that as a result of you know the work that we do with FASD Ireland, but also with the Sunflower. And I think that you know there's been massive massive amounts of progress this year. I just don't think sometimes we we look back regularly enough to see where we were at the beginning of this year. Yeah. Well, when I was when I was looking back at it, what struck me is like the the amount of different types of circles of people. FASD Ireland is kind of involved with just mm. to kind of exist. You have the political circles of like even that presentation in the AV room, Tristan. I like um yeah, you have you have the, the interview or the the meeting with Bernard Gloucester, the meet the meeting with Diageo, even though it was hidden disabilities, but still it's, it's FASD Ireland too. Mm. Um like what else you have you have the <clears throat> that that meeting in Limerick um with the what was what was the name of their organization it was uh Midwestern uh Drug and Alcohol Forum yeah and it was Cool Mine as well and you know yeah there's another <laughs> interesting connection is since that presentation Cool Mine now use our offices on a Friday to meet their clients in from County Clare uh in a a secure environment to be able to talk confidentially with them. Um, and, you know, Novas is another organization that w works locally that uses the offices at FASD Island on a Wednesday. Um, mm. You know, we have a significant reach into the local yeah. community in terms of working with other NGOs and charities to help them. Um, and yeah, so it, it, it's, it's lovely because if we can pull together in that way, then we're making real progress. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And even when when myself and Maggie went to went to Salford, we we had that, yes, we had that 
link with FASD on an international basis. Yeah, yeah was, absolutely. Like, yeah, I forgot that a, happened this year as well. Look, see, that, even, was, that was an experience I've I've never had anything like it. Anyways, uh, you have the likes Scott, of Doctor. Sorry, also Scott went to Scotland. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yes. Famous so did Maggie. Oh yeah, I was there. <laughs> you were there. <laughs> I was there well. Yeah, and what was interesting about that was, and because I didn't realise, so that was the Jeff Noble. Um, I can't remember what he called it. What did he call? It? Did he have a name for it, or was it just Jeff Noble? I can't remember. But anyway, for those who don't know, did you remember uh, it or not? Yeah, no, I've no. long gone. <laughs> So Jeff Noble um, lives in Canada, um, does loads of stuff globally, um, has really created a massive community of carers and and all that sort of stuff. Um, and uh, other things as well, like it's not just FASD that he does. But anyway, long story short, he did go to, um, to Scotland and Maggie and I were, I don't know, like we were there separately, but we ended up kind of hooking up when we were there and stuff like that so I was there from FASD Ireland's perspective Maggie was there on a personal level but of course anywhere anywhere Maggie goes it's like well I'm Irish FASD FASD Ireland um, but what was interesting about that was I didn't expect to be pulled up in front of everybody to tell them about FASD Ireland and what we're doing and I was like oh my days because I hadn't prepared anything particularly um, but luckily, you know, even with my own brain and brain um, uh, capacity, I was able to kind of reel off, you know, what, what it is that we're doing, why we're doing it, and how much progress we've made as well. So, you know, um, even the people that were there, they might not necessarily have come from Ireland, but it's just amazing how small the, and you know, to our Irish listeners, I apologise for, for saying this, but the British Isles, you know, we, we may not be, the same British country. Irish. Well, yeah, if that's what yeah. we call it here, that's what we call it here. So the British and Irish Isles. Um, we're, we're, but we're, we're connected. We're connected in this. And what I mean by that is there's so many people that live in Ireland mm. who have lived in the UK, who are Irish and have moved back. Um, I know that some of the callers to the hub, you know, they're, they're Irish people. They, they've lived in the UK. They've had their children in the UK, or they've they've adopted in the UK, or whatever, and then they've moved back to Ireland. Um, so, the, so it's it's all connected in. So the fact that people now who went to that event in Scotland know that FST Ireland exists, it means mm. that if you know, because we all you know, we all know people of different of so many different nationalities these days that you know it's 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 an opportunity to say, well, there is an organisation that can can give you support or just have just give you a listening ear or whatever it is that they need you know so i think for me there's neither we now that we've reviewed the year i think oh my god like mm. we have done a lot this year and look i know i'm often one who says we need to look over our shoulder and see just where we've come from but let's not forget that fasd island started under a tree in the pouring rain in crushing in September 2021, uh, in a meeting uh, of myself and, and a local TD who was doing a surgery outside because of COVID, um, mm. and that's where that's where our organisation started. Uh, it was. Um, I wish it had been an oak tree because we could have said it was an acorn, but it oh, but it wasn't. No. It really wasn't an oak tree. I'm sorry, no. but the tree that we were under kept us both dry um, because it was typically 
uh, raining. <laughs> yeah. Typically <laughs> raining on the Burren. And um, after all, Crushin is the gateway to the Burren. And, um, you know, from that conversation, and it was a conversation that lasted 20 minutes before we said, come on, yeah. we need to get in the, in, a, in, in our own cars and go home. And uh, he said, if you if you set it up, then we will make progress because we need somebody uh, that wants to drive the <coughs> um, the words of fetal alcohol spectrum disorder across Ireland and and relentlessly not give up. He said, and you, he said, I think you're the man for the job. Um, oh. And I came home and sat and pondered it for a, a fair while. Um, and then, you know, seven or eight days later, it was the 9th of September and it got to nine o'clock and I think I'd procrastinated long enough. And I said, I stood up and I said to Scott, I have to do this. And he said, do what? And I said, I have to go and record a video. And I recorded it and Scott wasn't, he wasn't even there. He stood outside the door and he said, you sounded so miserable. You need to do it again. So I did. And we agreed that would be almost worthy to upload. And that was how FASD Island started. And the video is still on our website. It's in the it's in the archives there on the website. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, not, well it's not it's not my <laughs> not my finest moment, but I think it's it's part of our I history. I tell I tell you something, Tris. When if if they're ever making a movie about your life, then you just sound talk to you for a while because it would be um, <laughs> it would be nothing short of the the the, the dramatics and. The <laughs> Definitely be entertaining. It yes. would be entertaining. I wonder who would play me. Mm. <laughs> All right, well, a bit of Christmas fun then. If a movie was being made about your life, who would you want to play you? Maggie. Oh, why come to me? Well, because... Ladies you, first. So, ladies first. Yeah, that as well. I'd want to play myself, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so you would, if you were 80... And your life has been played out again. You were just. I I I can you, you... I, I have FASD. I look young for my age. Well, that's very true, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're yeah. a bit well, Jodie, who... Jodie Foster-ish looking, though, aren't I'm you? Jodie Foster. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I could see her playing you. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Actually. No, she would be loads older than I would be in when I'm eighty. She'd be dead. <laughs> true. That's very true, actually. Yeah. CGI. CGI. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Rob, who would you who pay play you? I don't know. I see, it's not easy, is it? Uh, no. I'm struggling and I know that I'm gonna to have to answer it as well. So. I'd like to <laughs> say I don't know, that's 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 very hard. Matthew McConaughey, maybe. Hmm. Mm, yeah, well, I could see. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. I mean, obviously he's a bit taller than you, but yeah, you know, I'm yeah, sure they could work that out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, and he's from South America. But I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah. details don't matter. No, that's just they can learn accents, yeah. can't they? So that's fine. Go yeah. on, Scott. I know, I know you have one. I know you have one. I don't. That's the thing. Who would? So I always. I, I don't know if you know. There's a radio presenter in the UK. I always get told I'm, I looked like him when I was younger. Scott Mills. He used to be on BBC Radio One. He's now a BBC Radio. He's not an actor, though, so he couldn't really play me. But I always got told I looked like him. But who could play me? I don't know if anybody could actually pull off the task of playing me. I'm not going to lie, because I oh. think I'm quite 
quite unique. You're still not answering the question. I know yeah. I'm not because I, know, I just can't Palestine think of anything right now. Yeah, yeah, that was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You came up with the question. I know I did. Well, it was only because Tris said that, and I thought, oh, that's a that's a little Christmas fun fun thing. Um, I don't, I honestly don't, I don't know actually. Anybody I'm, got any? I'm, I'm so bad with actors and yeah, actors yeah, see, I am as well. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, idea. yeah. Trish surely has one for himself, do you? Oh, I'm sure he does. Channing Tatum without any hesitation. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I, I think he looks like me. Damn it. I should have said that one. Well, in that case, Damn. then I'm going for The Rock. <laughs> the Rock. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Listen, guys, it's been a great chat. Thank you so much. I think um, we've probably gone to the limit of you know what people will listen to the podcast in terms mm. of time so um just very quickly 2024 fasd what do you want to see very quickly though rob's shaking his head like he knows what he wants to say so do you want to go first Rob? um i want to see expansion oh, oh okay but yeah. not nothing nothing need like uh, as we said earlier on in the in the in the podcast earlier on <clears throat> Trish said you know it has to be that trickle of trickle of information trickle of knowledge kind of getting out there into the public and just kind of uh more of that really it does nothing too dramatic like we'll get there eventually mm. and um i think th- the same, the same again, and then maybe with the help of a little bit more, the same that we did this year, and then the help with a little bit more, pe- more people, and a little bit more knowledge and awareness. I think that 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 would do it. If I think mm-hmm. I want to, yeah, that's what I want to see. It's more people cool. getting involved. Mm-hmm. Mag, Rob, Rob just covered all of mine, so thanks, Rob. <laughs> you couldn't just just say. <laughs> He's obviously um, stealing your ideas. Yeah, I know. Um, oh God. I'm in your head. Oh, you are, aren't you always? Um, inclusion. We'll go with inclusion. Um, oh, okay. That's a new yeah. one. Yeah. 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 See, I'm, I'm out doing Rob. Um, you are. And I just think in, in all aspects, like Rob said earlier, we're in so many different circles that, you know, we can be included in every circle um, because mm. FEC really affects everyone in every circle so everyone's going to know somebody in a circle so it's a FAC isn't just one circle um yeah. it's very much intersecting with other circles and you know so I think really inclusion and also equality I'm sorry I'm going to here of just Ooh. oh really I'm doing myself of just the world may wake up a little bit more and it's going in the right direction of just because there's hidden disabilities or people have disabilities that that doesn't make them any less equal to someone without a disability and that they should have just as much getting to enjoy an experience whether it's you know getting to have a job or getting to volunteer or this and just you know being treated with the supports that they need so they can experience what it's like so Mm -hmm. yeah cool um we'll come to you last Tris. for me what i would like is just to, to hear um people acknowledge that fasd exists 
I know that's quite a basic ask, mm. but I think that even this year, even recently, actually, there was we put some PQs up on the website that have been asked recently, and people are still saying it's not an issue in Ireland. And you know, social workers are telling us, telling us it's an issue in Ireland. Foster carers are telling us it's an issue in Ireland. These are the guys on the front line. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we need it yeah. to be <clears throat> from the bottom to the top that people know about FASD. Like I say, it's a very simple ask, but if we could just get that there, and I think it goes back to what you were saying about awareness, both of you, you know, like if we, if awareness is raised and we can provide them with the, the facts and, and, and the facts are there and they are also evidenced. So, you know, the, we, we know that it exists. There's evidence out there to, to say it exists. So therefore people need to, and when I say people, I think I'm talking about some of the kind of, government ministers because we're still coming up against this day after day where they say it's not this issue it's this issue it's for this absolutely yeah so that 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 that's mine yeah that's mm. mine Tris well my my wish for 2024 is that um we um have a public awareness message that is succinct, easy to understand, and on the back of every toilet door in every pub, hotel, restaurant, nightclub across the country, telling people the risks of prenatal alcohol exposure. It's a really simple wish. I'm hoping my newfound friends at Diageo will come through with some good Mm. contacts. But um, otherwise... Um, you might see me going up and down the country in the car with posters under my arm, but I think that we, I don't think we can wait <coughs> for the system to do it. I don't mm. think the system will ever do it. They've yeah. had years to do it. Um, and when I talk about the system, I mean everybody from government through to the agencies that should be doing it. So I think that it will fall to us to just get on with the job. And um, our message will be very, very clear. Uh, no amount of alcohol is safe to drink at any time if you are trying to conceive or pregnant. Yep. Sounds good to me. Yep. Yeah. Um, I was then going to say that's kind of, I think that's quite a good way to end it because if that's if that's the CEO's dream for next year, then I think that's the best place to end it. Yeah. Yep. But, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's a wrap. Excellent. Um, Mic drop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Obama, uh, an Obama one. Oh, yeah. Um, Truth out. Yeah. <laughs> go on, Listen, Scott. Sorry. sorry yeah, sorry, I was, I was just on, going to wrap up by by saying, look, it's been twenty twenty three has been. There's been ups, there's been downs, there's been changes. There's been the whole thing has happened this year for everybody. Um, and but what is great is the fact that the four of us can come together at the end of the year and just you know just continue on as we as we always did. Um, what I do want to do though is thank people who have listened to this podcast specifically because if you've listened and it's as a result of you have a child or a young person or you. you think your child or young person has FASD and it's been useful then that's do you know what that's all we could ask for is that people have listened but if you're based in Ireland and you have FASD you think you have FASD you're an adult living with FASD you are an adult thinking you live with FASD and you've never heard something like this before then 
we've done an even better job. But wherever you're listening, however you've come across us, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, <clears throat> I would say leave a review, but if you leave a review, it doesn't come directly to us. However, we do have an email address. We're on all, all social platforms. Um, and you can email us um, if you want to give us feedback on the podcast. It's office at fasdisland.ie. Um, and we'd be more than happy to, to listen to any suggestions, any guests that you think we should have on who are based in Ireland, who you know, want to talk about FASD. Um, it's amazing how the connections have flourished as a result of this podcast, because I actually could do another series of just conversations with people who have FASD or live with somebody with FASD. But you guys have been amazing. Thank you for taking part in series one, um, Maggie and Rob. I'm not saying there's not going to be a season series two. It's just, I just think we have to go away, stick our heads in a plant pot somewhere and just, you know, have a think about how series two looks. Would you yeah. agree, Tris? I I think that I would like to see the podcast resume as near to after the announcement in February. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and I'm not saying any more. No, okay. Well, we'll see what happens with that. Um, but certainly, I would love to do more. I love podcasting because it's just an opportunity to talk. And talking with friends is always a, a, is always an amazing thing. So thank you, guys. Thank Rob, you. you finish You finish up. Maggie Stider, you finish it. Um, yeah. Thanks, thanks. You really love putting me on the spot, don't you, man? <laughs> yeah, but you're supposed to be seriously. You're supposed to be on it. Thank you, guys. Happy Christmas and Happy New Year. And uh, best of luck with everything. And you. Yeah.